Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 742, recorded live on November 5th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who forgot, Dave Pillay. That's me? Yeah. And the man who remembered, Andy Lohi. What did I forget? To charge your headphones. Oh, I mean, it's not so much I forgot to charge them. It's just I, I didn't realize they were low battery. This was the, the first notification of it being low battery. Oh, it's not like it's been saying, hey, headphones are low battery. You should charge soon. It was just I, I connected them to the Bluetooth and like 30 seconds later it was like, oh, your battery's getting low. And I'm like, great. Cool. Great. But I, I was trying to allude to the 5th of November. Oh, because it's November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th, 5th of November. November. Okay, Andy, what happened on the 5th of November? It was the gunpowder treason and plot. I know Which of was? no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And then something about Guy Fox and gunpowder under the House of Lords... Because the Catholics... Yeah, I mean, it was it was a terrorist attempt. Yes, against the uh, the British. Prote- yeah, the like, Protestant king, King George. The, yeah, King. No, not King George. King King James the first. Yes, King James the um, first. He was a Protestant. The Catholics wanted to blow him up so they could put a Catholic king in charge of England. If I remember my British history. Yeah. And so the uh, yeah the Catholics in the House of Parliament wanted them to create a day of Thanksgiving on November fifth to basically kind of poke it at the Catholics, going, "Hey, you tried to kill the king, haha, <laughs> didn't work." Right. And we ended up burning Guy Fox at the stake. So. Well, we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's true. Now, here's the great the great question. You know it was the 5th of November. What year? 1605. Or even decade. Was it 1605? 1605, yes. Okay. I'm very impressed, Andy. Like I said, I I knew the first stanza of Milton's poem. I okay. think it's Milton's poem. I don't know. I know Milton wrote a poem about the 5th of November. John Milton, the gunpowder plot, and the poet who laughed at purgatory. So this is not. Are we just going to read that? That's going to be the podcast. No. On the fifth of November, in quintum Novembris, (laughs) because of course the language has changed since then. Mm -hmm. So no, I did not remember, and Andy clearly remembers a bunch. Well, I. first heard about it you know and i i knew it existed i just didn't know much details about it and then v for vendetta came out and then the guy fox masks came out and then i delve into it a little bit more going oh okay because how often does somebody try and blow up parliament parliament yeah probably more often than we are aware (laughs) probably So yes, I wanted to try and allude to the fifth of November. Okay. So that's that's that was my whole intro right there. Something to do with fifth of November, and then you literally log on and go, "Oh, I need to charge my headphones." And I'm like, "Ha ha! Intro. Let me just shoehorn it in there." <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? No. It's a, I think Comcast internet is down up in Lansing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Does that mean you have to go take care of a work thing? Nope, because I don't handle the IT up in Lansing anymore. So, the IT person for Lansing now has to handle that. Because the, I, I, I am now like the engineer part of Southwest Michigan. So, so, I don't... Because it's the internet that's out, you don't worry about it. Nope. Okay. What if it were the internet that like fed service to one of the transmitters. Those are not my transmitters. There is another RF engineer up in Lansing who handles... So you you don't have to worry about anything. Nope. I'm just on the emails. 
Nice. Because I had set up the original help desk email yeah. for work. And so I just put myself on there just because I was I was the support. So But you are no longer, and so you don't need to worry about it. Nope. Not my problem. God, that feels so weird to say that. It's just like, ah. <laughs> but my problem, though, I do have to uh, remember after the podcast is done to go check yeah. our music logs because we all need to remember to put the clocks back. Yep. And your folks forget that all the time. All the time. <laughs> I think there has been one year where a majority of the stations actually got it right. <laughs> I remember when we used to work at Zap Zone, we being like me and Laura and Brian, not you. You never worked there. Nope. Um, but I heard a monkey. <laughs> yes, it is monkey o'clock. In case anybody is following along, <laughs> it is 11 p.m. right now as we are recording. Why is there a monkey at 11 o'clock? Well, because we have one of the lights in the front in this room shut off at 11 p.m. And there okay. are puzzles. Remember those? Right. The puzzles. Yes. yes. And, and they, they're light sensitive. I think we covered this a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Because I think a couple of weeks ago it was either a motorcycle or a police car. They went off. But it seems tonight yeah. is monkey <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> there's, so, there's, there's enough puzzles that different noises happen. Depending on where the puzzles are and what pieces have been solved. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Um, what was I saying? Zap Zone. Daylight saving. Um, we would make sure to call all of the parties scheduled for the next day. So, like, on Saturday, we would call all the Sunday parties and be like, hey, tomorrow's daylight saving. Don't forget, you have a party scheduled at this time. If you don't change your clocks, you're going to be early or late, depending on what part of the year. Yep. And it happened with shocking regularity. Yep. Well, what's really funny is that... um the AM stations that we have, um, because of the way that the AM propagates for daytime versus nighttime, there mm -hmm. are actually different power levels we have to do on some of the systems. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, we power everything down at night because it travels farther at night. Um, so the FCC has specific times according to your location on what time you have to power up and power down. So the FCC says, okay, this month sunrise is at 7.15 for your location and sunset is at like 6 p.m. depending on what month it is. And that is your that is your set for the whole month. And so, sorry, Isaac seems to be having some coughing trouble. Yeah, like is everything okay? He seems to be asleep, but is coughing. Got the humidifier going. Gave him some medicine, but I don't know. It's it's going around the house. So that's the problem now with kids is the fact that yes, now he's he's in public school now. So We're bringing home everything. Yep. So all the times for um, sun up and sundown are all based off of standard time, not daylight yeah. savings time. Even when it is daylight savings. Yes. But what? <laughs> yeah. So it's the the sun up and sundown times are based off of e for me Eastern Standard Time for the whole year. So even if it's daylight savings time, the sun up and sundown have to be standard time. So it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, if that you know, seems we used, like a terrible way of doing it. That that's just the way it is. Is they say okay, sun up and sun down because the the sun doesn't change. It's just how we orientate ourselves, basically time wise, to the sun that changes. Right, I I get that, but like, so um, rather all of than our things and all the the things you do for like programming your stations are going to be based on local time. Yes, not standard time. But the FCC states, okay, these times are based off of standard time. And the FCC states something, we have to do it. Because if the FCC doesn't like it, 
they will fine us and right. we have to pay money and then, and then we'll have to do it anyway. So, yeah. but we always have the remote control units that handle this power up and power down on some of the older ones. Um, some of the older computers and other remote controls had daylight savings time hardwired in. No, that's that's even worse. Yes, especially since daylight savings time changed. Yeah. A few years ago. And likely will change again. Yeah, so I just decided to have all the remote control units and all the computers that are attached to those remote control units stay on standard time the whole time. Yeah. So you can actually actually you can actually go into your computer and say I do not want to do daylight savings time and it will stay on standard time the whole year. Yeah. Which for half the year when I go into the transmitter building I have to remember to check my watch because I can't look at the time on the computer in there because the time on <laughs> the computers because it's, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's off by an hour. But now now starting tomorrow, yep, the computers will be correct for the next Five months? November, December, months? January, February, March, April. No, March. March now, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not half a year, half the year, right? It's, no, it's... It's like a third of the year. So, yeah. Yep. March. So there's that. And the fact that since we're falling back, our automation system... I don't know how why it's designed this way, but it's designed this way where it can jump forward in time, no problem. Jumping backwards. Well, jumping backwards in time, speaking as someone who has worked in a software industry with medical records where time is really important because, like, you're in the hospital and you're supposed to get this thing every three hours and daylight savings happens in the middle of that. That could be really bad. So I I am aware of of the difficulties compounded by moving forward or backward. Well, yeah, but moving forward, it can handle it without any problems. Yeah. It sees in the log that, you know, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Oh, it's three o'clock. Well, this line on the log says three o'clock and I have to be here at three o'clock. So it will jump to three o'clock. But right. that so that makes spring forward super easy. I just let but the system. But when it sees the line twice because yes. you go through the time twice that's it, that's problematic yeah so basically i have to take the one o'clock hour and then duplicate it and then remove all the time stamps yep. until basically the three o'clock hour or you know 2 30 or something after that because sometimes the clocks are you know you'll jump forward but then you'll be too far forward <laughs> yeah it's so yeah i just uh, remove i doubled the one o'clock hours didn't, didn't yeah. the senate pass the sunlight protection act and the house never took it up yes well the the senate passed it if i remember correctly accidentally because yeah I, like marco rubio i think was supposed to be to there object yeah and he was late getting in there so he wasn't able to object and he wasn't able to get but, somebody else there to object to him on on his still, behalf it it passed on unanimous consent, and this, the House should have taken advantage of that. I'm sorry, but I'd rather be standard time all year rather than be on daylight savings time all because year. Because you're in Michigan. We've covered this. Yes, I know. You and I are on two different sides of a very small and in coin. Fact, Really, what you want to be on is on daylight time in the central time zone, where it belongs. Yep. Michigan should be central time. And or if at it least, was central time, daylight would work great for you. Or at least the west half of Michigan. Yep. Because I'm, I'm, was the USA Today, somebody had a, uh, an actual like animation up on um you know sunrise and sunset per county if it stayed on standard time or if it stayed on daylight savings time and you can see a line down like the western half of michigan where you know it really makes a difference yep but no the whole state has to be on the same time zone except for that crazy bit up in the up <laughs> except for a little teeny bit of the up that nobody lives in. like it's part of wisconsin yeah <clears throat> yeah but like if you look at how the the distance between michigan where you're at and like the east coast of maine like that is a very long gap 
Mm-hmm. Hell, like part of Florida is on Central Time. Really? Yeah. Hold on. The part now, directly I gotta under Alabama. Up. Go for it. I gotta see. It's this. the it's the part directly under Alabama. Oh my gosh! You're right. What the frack? Which is also, if you go north, like if you draw that line straight north, it goes like east of Detroit. Yeah, that line is east of Louisville. <laughs> this these time zones sometimes are just so dumb. Yeah. So again, make daylight savings permanent and put Michigan and Indiana into central time. Indiana doesn't even observe daylight savings anyway, or like part of it doesn't. <clears throat> Or didn't? Maybe they do now. I don't know. Wow, these yeah, these maps are just... Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because that means tomorrow's sunrise for me is at like 8, right? No, so our back... So I don't... When is sunrise tomorrow? <laughs> Hang on. Sunrise 6.40. Sunrise is at 6.40 in the morning. You see, I was going to check my Google weather through my at-a-glance on my phone, but now that I have a timer running, I can't check my weather. Oh, no, because the at-a-glance is showing your timer? Yes. <sighs> Whatever will you do with your first world problems? Talk about it on our podcast. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes, like, a little bit of perspective. <laughs> like, hmm. These things that mildly inconvenience me. Mm-hmm. The grand scheme of things. 7.22 a.m. tomorrow. God, which means, well, depending on how much sleep Isaac gets, because he has the um, he has the east-facing window. Mm-hmm. Does he have the, like, okay-to-wake clock set up? Uh, he did, but then he kind of stopped paying attention to it, <laughs> and then the batteries died on it. Oh, no. So. So not using it anymore. Nope. Okay. Which is funny because, like, you know, he got up this morning at 7.30 and was happy as a clam and was fully awake and yada, yada, yada. And then we try and get him up at 7.30 on Monday morning, and he is just like, no. <laughs> Gotta go to school. I don't want to get dressed. Yeah. That reminds me, I need to send a video tomorrow of me counting leaves. <laughs> No. So, nope, there he goes again. Hope he's all right. He was fine all day. I think it's just when he was laying, when he's laying down, it's probably some phlegm or mucus drainage that's getting into his throat, I'm guessing. Could be. But of course, you know, trying to give him, I tried to double stack his pillows to try and give him, you know, a little bit of verticalness, I guess, lift. And he just looked at me, he's like, what are you doing, daddy? That pillow doesn't go there. (laughs) Oh, he's such a particular child. Yep. My little OCD monkey. Yeah. Where did he get it from? Gee, I can't imagine, Andy. I neither can I. Can't imagine. So, so anyway, yeah, topics? Topics? Do you have the helicopter trying to catch the, the booster? Uh, no. Are they doing that right now? They did it yesterday. Oh. They tried to do it yesterday. They missed. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit of a long shot, right? <laughs> like, so this is, this is an attempt to, you know, th- catch the stage one, I want to say, booster. Yes. And they, they were going to catch it with a helicopter. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, but just watching... <laughs> Falcon stage ones land and then especially two of them land yeah next to each other during that Falcon heavy launch is pretty fucking awesome yeah that is the the Falcon heavy from the Tesla Roadster test launch that is my lock screen on my computer at work yeah and then the background is those first two side boosters landing yeah yeah, it's pretty friggin' cool. That said, um, Elon Musk. <laughs> I know. I has been. Yeah, I know. I, this this whole Twitter thing. 
I don't know if he's been self-destructing or just like people are recognizing what a jerk he is. And like someone pointed out, like he's a con man. Like he really is a con. Like SpaceX is awesome. Tesla's done some good stuff, but Elon Musk himself is a con man. Well, he he was what PayPal, right? Yep, that's where he got a lot of his money. Not yeah. all of it, because a bunch of it also came from the emerald mine owned by his father. Oh, <laughs> The, like, South African emerald mine. Oh, God, that sounds like a Bond villain. Right? Like, well, I got my start from my family's money and my, the emerald mine in South Africa. And then I went into computers and made a name for myself as a, a smart and go-getter. And then I started a multitude of companies across the technology spectrum involving myself in aeronautics and energy dependency and, uh, and autonomous like, vehicles, yep. robots. Uh, I was going to add on like the boring company for like excavation, SpaceX for starships and, and uh, space exploration Wants and to. aeronautics and internet provider now, right? He's in telecom. Yep. Like it's, it's, it's a classic bond villain like step by step yeah no it's it's weird like seeing how basically how spacex is the u.s aeronautics company right now yep and then like looking at how much good they're doing for that and then you look at elon musk and you go huh how how did this come from that (laughs) well we can only hope that the company is actually you know being good well, they uh, they just completed, SpaceX just completed the 200th second stage build this week. I'm still waiting for Starship. Aren't we all? We're also still waiting for SLS, but, you know, supposedly. Yeah, we expected to wait for that. <laughs> supposedly next week. Supposedly. It's, it's stacked, I think, and they did a static fire. I want to say they did a static fire of SLS. They're, they're rolling it out right now, and then the, the launch is supposedly, what, the 15th or 14th? Oh. Which um, the new thing that they, they think they actually have to get it up into the air by December now is their new thinking because some of the – otherwise they'll have to do a whole bunch of recertification of the parts again because some of the stuff supposedly has like an expiration date of December. That's hilarious. It, they, those rockets have been out there too long. Yep. Without being used. I mean, yep. <laughs> like – it sounds pretty... I wonder how many times they can roll this thing out. I, I wonder I what don't the know. record is for most attempts at a launch. Or most scrubs, I guess, would be the... the... I, don't, I don't know. You have the dubious honor... It's still, it's one of those things where you're looking at, we, we talk about, you know, the, the boosters landing all the time, but there has never been, the, the second stage for all of these Falcon launches has always been expendable. Yeah. So they have, we've had these record launches, what, um, 15, 16 launches of the same rocket. Yeah. And, uh, looks like they're planning on 60 total launches this year. Jeez. So they have this, SpaceX has had to build 60 second stages this year. Yeah. To keep up with the just rapid fire launches that he's done with all these boosters. Granted, like we talked about last week, if that whole inflatable heat Heat shield shield. idea works, you know, do you think Musk would kind of turn to that and be like, well, maybe that could work? And then he could finally... Possibly, but part of the thing with SpaceX was that it was all off-the-shelf parts. Yes. So someone has to start manufacturing it. Maybe. Unless unless it can be assembled by off-the-shelf parts. Could be. Well, that was that's the thing when they were looking at their Optimus robots was the fact that they started with off-the-shelf parts, but then just to see if it could be done. Right. But then towards the, the latest version, the one that, you know, was, was on the tether, built. was custom built. Yeah. Well, the first one was a dude in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget about that. Let's, let's come back to that. that the first, Like, you want to talk about a con man. Yeah. <laughs> We made a new robot. It looks like this. Like, that's that's a guy in a suit. No, no, it's our robot. It's totally our robot. The very early version. So, 
you're not just a Bond villain, you're a Doctor Who villain. And you're just starting the Cybermen. Like... Uh, let's see, other space news. Mm-hmm. Um, Starliner, the crewed flight, has mm-hmm. been delayed again. So yeah, SLS is, might be this month, but we don't know. And yeah, the Star Starliner has been delayed again until uh, no earlier than April 2023. That's, that's a bit of a delay. Yep. I wonder what the consequences of that are. Well, it's basically the fact that um, the orbital flight test, the unmanned to the ISS, worked but had problems. <laughs> so it didn't work well. No. It worked, but not well enough. Yeah, it, it worked and, you know, guy came went up to the ISS and was able to come back down again, but there were problems. And so NASA and Boeing are working together to achieve flight readiness, NASA said. But due to basically too many uh, visiting spacecraft at the ISS, they decided to just bump back the Starliner crewed test flight. <clears throat> so yes, once again, something else got bumped again. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else do we have, Andy? NASCAR. Andy, we have a NASCAR topic. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, Andy, why do we have a NASCAR topic? I okay. Think the last, to be clear, I believe the last NASCAR topic we had involved the banning of Confederate flags at NASCAR events. Might might have been. So there is the uh, there's basically like a playoff at the end of NASCAR, where if the the top I think four people points wise towards the end mm-hmm. are the ones who are in it to win it to win mm-hmm. whatever the NASCAR Cup is. I think it might just be called the the NASCAR Cup. So cleverly named. Yeah. So this driver named Ross Chastain was currently in tenth place, and he was in the points wise. I think fifth or sixth he was he was basically fighting his way to get into the top four position point wise okay and in order to do that he had to pass people which is not always easy to do in nascar that's kind of the point yes especially the martinsville track which is a small track and so there is a lot of you have to really break to get into the corners you're going from like 100 miles an hour down to i think 50 or 60 miles per hour in those corners. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't really much of an option for him, but he was told he needed to pass at least two people. So he was 10th. And so according to him, back when he was, you know, a kid, he played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube with his brother growing up. And one of the things he used to do was you could actually, in the game, ride the rail, kind of like you do in Mario Kart, where you just you keep your pedal, you keep your accelerator all the way down, and you just ride the wall. You just let the wall redirect you. Yes. As long as the wall is a gentle enough curve. Yep. So he's he's like, I did it on the video games back when I was a kid. It worked, and I he's like, I needed to do something. So that's what he did in an actual NASCAR. <laughs> put it all the way over into fifth gear, floored the accelerator, put himself on the wall, and basically just let go of the steering wheel and just yeah. flew himself around the track in that last corner. <laughs> Pass. So dumb. Past so, five just, cars. Just to be clear, like, it's so dumb and such a bad decision, and it worked. Yes, and, there, there, was a, there, were, there were people who have tried to do this in the past, but it just has never worked. This one, even he was like, like, this, this was my one shot, so I just, I just did it. And there, he was like, you know, I was hoping that there's a gate over there. The, the, there was a turn four access gate or something wasn't like, you know out of alignment or something and he just because <laughs> if that catches your car yeah i so what i'm picturing now right nascar is is like notorious with this like it's all one big left turn right yep At, to the point of where like the left tires are different sizes than the right tires yes but there have been now re- more recently um street 
street courses okay. in NASCAR. So, so they they are doing it where there's actually looking more like an actual like what you would call like an F1 circuit. Right. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. Are they going to now like what I what I see is the next big thing is to smooth out the side of your car, the right side of the car. So that as you're going along the wall, if there is some sort of obstruction, your car isn't going to catch on it. I, I don't know. This if one, this takes off, if this yeah. is a like, and and like everyone's going to do it, right? So then you've got like eight cars in a row all trying to do this. That's that's the thing. It's like it's such a it's such a risky move. That's why he waited for the last turn because he was basically like the car was wrecked at that point right like this is a it's going to destroy your car it's going to potentially kill you and other people Mm -hmm. he didn't get fined for this at all no nothing for like reckless driving or no that's that's part of the question right now though is like listening to the current racers my favorite was i'm not sure who this was but he had a southern accent he was in the middle of the race Chastain goes flying around. Literally, he is going twice as fast as the other cars around this corner. He he mm-hmm. set the lap record on this lap for the race for for the the track period. For the track. Oh God! Fastest lap in uh, where is it? Seventy five years. He posted the fastest lap in seventy five years on this track at eighteen point eight four five seconds. He was literally going twice as fast because all the cars were sitting there braking. Around right. 60, 70 miles an hour. Meanwhile, his, he's shooting. At yeah, his his speed sensor, which broke during the middle of this, unfortunately. But his speed sensor <laughs> last last thing his speed sensor said was one hundred and twenty while it was climbing. <laughs> and just hearing one of the other drivers just sitting there going, "What in the hell? The hell!" <laughs> just like, "Oh my god!" In that beautiful southern draw, like, yeah. "What in the hell?" And the guy he beat out for that fourth spot into the championship series, his his crew chief was like, I don't know what just happened, but somehow he beat you and damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, a lot of the current racers and a lot of the former racers are all like it first off, they're wondering like how do you how do you write a rule against this? I mean you you say like there should be no intentional contact prolonged contact with the wall but um as uh dale earnhardt jr was pointed out when he first saw this he thought that the guy's throttle had gotten stuck so he thought he was <laughs> he he thought he was trying to you know use the wall to slow the guy slow himself down to slow himself down yeah no, he was using the wall to just guide himself to the end yep which everybody was calling the Mario Kart move. But yes, no, he says NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube. Yeah. That's where he learned this move, which was just... But man, the NASCAR guys, uh, all of them are talking about, like, because they all have now iRigs or i iRacers, iRacing rigs, which they call iRigs, at their houses. This is the, so, the video game yes. version of NASCAR. Yeah, so these are the like multi thousand dollar. Oh man, you could totally pull this move in that because it's yep. not going to actually like injure anything. Yep. So a lot of I'm guessing a lot of the other drivers are now trying this as well. So yeah, you would have to have some rules stating like no prolonged, you know, or contact with the wall. If, if you if you have prolonged contact with the wall without being forced there by another car, then it incurs a penalty. Yep. Like there's ways of doing it. But this was, I saw this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, somebody, somebody took video games and went, oh, well, let me try it out. Yep. Didn't we do a thing like 10 years ago on the, the person who had never driven a Formula One car, but had played like a shit ton of Formula One racing games in professional rigs? Yep. And then, yeah, and then Sony got in the car and did like did great. Yep. Sony was uh, for a while sponsoring uh, some of the Gran Turismo champions to actually like field a racing team from playing Gran Turismo. And like I said, there's this iRacer software that came out 
and that, you know, literally the professional NASCAR drivers are using that sort of stuff to train. And heck, during COVID, that's what they were actually were doing since NASCAR races couldn't actually happen. A bunch of the drivers basically got together and just live streamed their i you know their i racer races and you know that's what they were doing for just to keep keep their skills up keep talking to everybody and try and keep the fans interacting with the sport during COVID. So yeah, no, this is it's very interesting to see. Yeah. All right, what else we got on here? Oh, speaking of Sony, did you see the price for the PlayStation VR two? It's in. It's very high, right? Yep. Like five hundred dollars. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's very expensive. So you can so buy. The you can buy a PS PlayStation Two. The, yeah, the PS Five and the the PS VR Two because God damn it, Sony, just call it PS VR Five. Match it to the goddamn count. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, that's what, 1100 bucks between the two of them. Yep. I mean, if that's you can get your hands costs. on a PS five. I fair. Yeah. So yes, no market market price is 500 for the PS five and then $550 for the, for VR, the VR headset. Team. And then, you know, then actually having to buy games. Yeah. Oh, the charging dock comes separate. And that costs another $50. Well, because, yeah, but I mean, you can just use a USB cable. Ah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. But the index is $1,000, right? Probably. If I go I to think. Valve, I go to Steam, I look up the... Oh, no, the Valve index is $500. Wait, it's only $500? Did that drop in price? Oh, the headset is $500. The kit is $1,000. Which is a a lot because mm-hmm. that's that's a thousand dollars on top of your three thousand dollar computer. Yes, assuming you're running it on a like heavy duty rig. Ooh, hey, here's another price point. Apparently, Spectrum is raising its prices. <laughs> They're not. I the have first. Spectrum. Yep. Base internet now for Charter is eighty dollars a month. But I have Spectrum, and I have their base internet. Is my price going up? If it is, well, <laughs> hello, AT&T. I was thinking about doing you anyway. This is like the worst time for Charter to raise their prices. Granted, AT&T just raised their price $3 a month. So it's not $5 a month, but still. But like, yeah, amount due 80 bucks, Huh. I'm sitting here with my $50 a month T-Mobile. What can I get for 80 bucks a month from AT&T Fiber? Yeah, that's the other question. Where's Metronet showing up here? 80 bucks a month. Ready? Ready? One gig. (laughs) Holy guacamole. If I want to go down to the $65 a month, 500 megabits, which is still twice as fast as what I'm getting now. So, Charter, uh, bad idea. Just just from this perspective, like, bad idea. Now, of course, that's coming from a, a position of privilege where I have AT&T laying fiber in my neighborhood literally two weeks ago. In fact, they haven't even laid the fiber. They laid the conduits so that they can put the fiber in. Yep. There's been uh, a lot of fiber laying out in our area, too. The uh, The fiber company we use for work supposedly is doing construction around our area. They still haven't completed any construction yet in the Kalamazoo area, but they've got it all blocked out. Yeah, but my my point is like a lot of places don't have choices in their internet provider. Yep. How much were they going to charge me? I forgot that. Look that up. Because T-Mobile's great and all, but sometimes it's it's a dog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really, you're not going to tell me what the? Uh, I think it was. I think it was like seventy five a month for one gig basically symmetrical so that would be nice 
But yeah, no, AT&T just raised their price. Charter is raising their price. Verizon is raising their price. I think actually on wireless as well. Too many. Well, they're all starting to claim that inflation is causing them to raise their prices. Oh, yeah, right. Inflation is not causing you to raise your prices. You are raising your prices, causing inflation. Charter said in an earnings call last week (laughs) that it is imposing price increases because of inflationary pressures, but that is literally as much detail as they would go into why. Yeah, inflationary pressure of we know that people will pay it, so we're going to ride this wave. Oh, Andy. All right, mm-hmm. what else do we have? Prices well, going net, up. Netflix, rather than raising, raising their, prices, their prices, probably. No, well, no they, they added the new $7 a month plan, but yeah. it's the $7 a month plan with ads. Hmm. Five, five minutes of ads per hour, one device at a time, no downloads, 720p resolution, not uh, their full library. So it's it's the limited Netflix. Yes. Well, it also turns out it's limited because there are device compatibility issues. Uh, okay. So if you have Apple TV and you're trying to use the basic with ads plan on your Apple TV, you you can't. Literally, you, you open it up and it says you need to upgrade your Netflix plan to the basic standard or premium plan or Why? use a different device. What? What is the device lacking that they are locking you out of it? Because they are locking you out of it, right? Uh, Why does the ad-supported Netflix plan have so many asterisks for mostly stream-ready devices? There's no immediate answer from Netflix. We've contacted the company to find out. Uh, One answer might be how advertisements are being served through Microsoft. Oh, they also moved up the timeline of launching Basic with ads to basically try and beat out Disney Plus's Basic with ads plan. Oof. So it Oof. was a how the how Microsoft Ads Network probably was causing problems. Yeah, and then also the fact that they wanted to kick it out ahead of probably before it was actually ready in order to beat Disney Plus to the punch. Mm, I suppose. But still, yes, the Netflix with basic with ads plan not working on all devices. I, I feel like they're probably doing it intentionally of blocking certain things because there's probably like a security hole or something that you can skip the ads with. I don't know. All I know is it technically could <laughs> work on my Chromecast, the newest one, but all mm-hmm. the other Chromecasts, not so much. So, But granted, we've got Netflix... When is our Netflix thing? We had gotten a deal on Netflix, and I've forgotten when the deal is up. I know our Hulu deal is up coming uh, on Thanksgiving because that was a Black Friday. Um, that was a Black Friday deal. Our Disney Plus should be up next year because we did the three-year plan on that. Paramount we've gotten for a year through T-Mobile. Can't remember the rest of them. I guess we'll find them when all of a sudden these things start appearing on our bills. Mm-hmm. Be like, what the heck? Is- oh, that's up now. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll just cancel oh, I, that. I don't remember signing up for the. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes it was hard. It was like Hulu, a dollar a month for a year. Okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? 12 bucks for a year of Hulu? Okay. So speaking of money and making money, EA... During their last uh, earnings call, mm-hmm. stated that over the last 12 months, the live service titles accounted for 73% of their revenue. Ouch. So, yeah, your FIFA and your Madden and what? Sims? Sims Live, I think. Is, is there a Sims Live? I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of what else is on there but yes their ea play or no their ea live service not ea play ea play is different ea play is their version of xbox live or whatever it is Mm. but yes ea's live service 73 percent of their revenue was from things like madden and fisa it is so much yeah Uh, oh battlefield's on there too all right well at least there's that i was about to say like how much of it comes from their ea sports division oh 
it's it's probably a majority. That, I yeah. don't know, man. EA Sports and, and Battlefield, I'm guessing, are going to be well. Isn't is called no Call of Duty is Activision. Never yep. mind. So yeah, Battlefield. What else has EA put out besides sports and Battlefield? Battlefield. <sighs> uh, EA released games. Let's see. List of Electronic Arts games, 2020 to present. Okay, what have they done this year? Uh, this year, Grid Legends in February, Formula One 22 in July, Sims 4 High School Years on July, Madden in August, FIFA in September, NHL in October, Need so for sports, Speed Sports. Yeah, Need for Speed Unbound is coming out in December. Sports. And that's that's it. That's it for I'm, this I'm year. I'm noticing a pattern here. Sports, 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 Sims. Battlefield, Sims, and sports. Yep. We are a group of artists. God damn. God damn you, EA. They should have to recite that thing like the pledge. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense now that I hear that 73% of the revenue comes from their live games. Their live games when they have no other games. Yep. <laughs> no other games whatsoever. All right. Uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, well, is there any last topic you want to hit on this list? Uh, there is. It's not on the list. But oh. There is a topic I want to hit, which is that, shoot, what's the name of that thing? <laughs> It's the the new Google. Oh, uh, Matter. Matter. Yeah, thank you. Matter got approved. Oh, good. And, One more and thing released. to add to the confusion of home automation. Well, but but ideally, it's the supposed last to. One. Yeah, it's supposed to be the last right. one. It's supposed to be. This is thus. Now there again, like there are fourteen standards. We should unify this. There are now 15 standards, but like it's supposed to be this is the standard. This is the standard that everything else is going to go to. That would be nice. It would be very, very, very nice. <clears throat> Whether it will happen, who knows? But it's been released. It's been out. They have started publishing and putting out like stats and say like, our API has been downloaded like 2 million times at this point. So it's, it is released. Well, so can I, what can I do with this? Like, can <laughs> I build stuff for my own house? Like I have a bunch of smart devices and I have a Google home, not to mention a Google watch and a Google phone. Well, you could sign up for a Philip Hue developer account because Philip the Philip Hue, Hue the yeah the Philip Hue Bridge is now Matter certified as well. Cool. So yes, what? Okay, I so Matter that. was finally released. Four new device categories are coming: ambient sensing using technology like Wi-Fi mesh. Oh, well, that could be interesting. <clears throat> So here's what I want. I want when my phone knows that I've left work, either by geofence or like what Wi-Fi I was connected to. Like if it disconnects from my work's Wi-Fi and then it's like within 20 minutes before sundown to any time after sundown, but before sunrise, and it passes like a certain series of Wi-Fi networks as I drive in, then turn on my front lights. Basically, if it knows that I'm driving home, turn on my front lights. Yeah, no, I I I I already do that, but I don't I don't, you know, I just I walk into the 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 house and I tell my uh, Amazon device to turn mm. on the lights and we've set up a thing there where when we say turn on the lights, turns on all the lights on the first floor. Mm -hmm. My Echo B, my Echo B, I can access it's the downstairs. that. I can access that from the internet. So, when I'm, you know, when we leave to go across the state or, you know, go up north for the weekend, I just tell the Echo B I'm going away. And then before I leave, do. you know, before, when I'm coming back, I just log on and I just tell the Echo B, hey, cancel the temperature hold. We're basically coming home. And so it gives it an hour or two hours to, you know, <laughs> warm up the house. Yep. So uh, those, those small little steps are not too hard. 
not to deal with. So I'm not, I'm not granted. Yes, that is inside the right now, the Amazon Echo, you know, universe. So, you know, it would be nice to not be in that walled garden, but. Well, I mean, you're going to be in that or you're going to be in Google, really. Yeah, it's, it's, one or it's the other. yeah, it's going to be a walled garden. It's just how big is the walled garden? <laughs> Everyone's in the same sandbox. Oh, that's not a good place. Uh, okay. I think that's it for me. Anything for you? Uh, there's a new audio codec that uh, Facebook has discovered. <laughs> Can you discover a codec or just make one? Well, they've, they've made a new audio compression method called N-Codec, E-N-C-O-D-E-C. To encode? Yes, which is supposedly oh, even better cool. than uh, Opus. Okay. The problem is, is that... The um, Opus is designed to be low latency. And ENCODE is not? Is, is not. Mm. So, but it's still, you know, mm. if, if you know, things like phone calls are, you know, not too you know, worried about encoder delay, but when your whole... I mean, it isn't Facebook's whole thing the metaverse right now, though? And yes. like... That's the other thing. Is Don't they need to be instant communication? I, I would not want a very long audio delay on my product that I'm saying is the future of communication. Just, just putting that out there. Well, I think they're just trying to get it as smaller data size. Yeah, but sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And it's all AI based rather mm. than actually like a set for your transfer comparison sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Granted, you know, everybody does wave or MP3 or AAC. That's just, they've been around for forever. And, you know, I've seen other codecs. I've used other codecs. Yeah. But for the general public, <laughs> MP3, wave, AAC. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so, Opus, but they, they don't know that they're using it. Yes. They don't know they're using Opus. We're probably using Opus right now. Well, we should be able to read what we're using. Uh, Round trip time, candidates, uh, remote stream is connected. You're not going to tell me which codec you're using? You're just telling me the relays for the call, not the actual, yep. maybe this one. Nope. Just speech optimized, minimum quality talk back or music optimized. They're not going to tell me what the uh, nope. codec is. Oh, oh well. Yeah. All right. Should we do the randoms? Probably. Okay. My random review, I'm reviewing something that I got actually back in January and just turns out never got around to reviewing. Okay. So 11 months later? Yes. I 11 months later, I am reviewing my Proform 2000 treadmill. Currently listed on Amazon at... 1200 bucks 1200 bucks i my version that i got yeah uh i picked up at costco during january okay. for uh a thousand bucks and okay. it also came with a year subscription to ifit this comes with a 30-day subscription. subscription to ifit yes the to one iFit. the one year subscription f that i had gotten was i think 350 dollars wow. for a year so it was uh it was quite a quite a good deal quite a deal yeah that's uh, that's an impressive amount for that's an expensive thing, Andy. This may be one of the more expensive things we've reviewed yes. in our, our random review. Um, yes, yes, it is, probably. I think because this beats out your, your uh, bicycle. Yeah, by 200 bucks. Yeah. So, yes, this is a uh, – it's, it's a beast of a treadmill. This is one where – um, most of the bad reviews are during delivery and installation <laughs> because this because thing it is so difficult to install. Yes. This is something if we ever move out of this house, I am most likely going to leave that treadmill in the basement and be See, like, <laughs> I hate that. 
because that's what happened to my treadmill. And they were they said like, oh, we'll we'll give you the exercise equipment for free. And I'm like, I don't want it. Take it away. And they're like, oh, we're leaving it there anyway. Too bad. And I'm like, but it's your treadmill and your Nordic track are like 25 years old and I do not want them. Ah, yeah, no, I would, that would be kind of annoying, but yeah, this thing literally had to go downstairs in pieces. It will not be able to come up the stairs in one piece. So I'd have to disassemble it. And it took (laughs) two of us, um, quite a bit to assemble, assemble. We'll just get it down the stairs. Ah, assembly wasn't actually too bad. Um, this thing uh, can go up to 12 miles an hour, uh, has a That's 12... A fast run. Yep. Um, it's got a 12% incline up, and it's also got a 3% decline on this one. So you can you can run downhill? Yes, which um, is good because this one basically is built for the iFit program. So yeah, yes, uh, you don't have to have the iFit membership, you can still run it as just a standard treadmill. Mm -hmm. But what I like is the fact that when I'm on a treadmill, I want to be anywhere else other than on that treadmill. Yeah. Like when I, when I went to planet fitness, when I was using their treadmills, it was, I had to find one that was in a good spot for the television because I, you know, have my earbuds in listening to something that was just not the treadmill. So iFit uh, used to have the in-studio things like Peloton, where they would do like a live program, but because of their uh, lawsuit with Peloton, they had to drop those. But iFit, um, their thing is doing stuff around the world. So they send their trainers out to the Bahamas, Chile, Scotland, you know. They even, there's a hiking series that I'm working my way up to where they actually have people hiking up to the Mount Everest base camp. And so the treadmill follows the terrain that the trainer is actually walking on out wherever they're at. So if he starts climbing a hill, your treadmill will actually start to climb back up again. But then he reaches the top of the hill, the treadmill will go flat. If the the guy starts walking down a hill, your treadmill, because mine can do that, will actually go negative. So you actually will feel like you're... Yeah, to a degree. It's not going to be, you know, one to one. But it's also nice because um, I have a uh, a heart rate monitor attached to it. And I've programmed, I've done the max heart rate test. So it the, the system knows what my max heart rate is and what my resting heart rate is. And so it's divided everything up into little chunks. And so it goes, okay, you should be in this percentage of your max heart rate for this section. And it sees on my heart you know, my heart rate monitor that it's not doing that. So it will adjust the speed for me to, you know, kind of increase my heart rate. But then also, you know, if the trainer slows down, it will automatically adjust, it will adjust the speed and it will adjust the incline and decline all on its own. Cool. And it, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of bells and whistles. Granted, this thing is basically just a 10 inch, 10 inch Android tablet installed on a treadmill that mm-hmm. runs all the, the bells and whistles. Um, like I said, how, it, how much of it are, will you get to retain without the, the subscription? Without the subscription, it's just a regular treadmill. But is it like, but it's got a tablet hooked up to it. Is it a regular, like programmable treadmill? Can you create your own courses? That part I haven't tested out yet without the subscription. So I, with the subscription, you can create your own course. Yes. With, with, with the subscription, you can actually create your own course because it's got Google Maps on there. So you can actually basically like draw. <laughs> I want to do this circuit. Yeah. You can actually draw on Google Maps, you know, yeah. your, where you want to run. But you are going to run into that problem when your subscription expires of like you're on a treadmill. Yes. It's going to revert back to a regular treadmill. Okay. You know, once the subscription runs out. So that's, yeah. that's going to be the kicker right there. Yeah. So you're still using it. Yes. How often? Uh, right now I'm doing it four times a week because the, I'm doing a Chilean hiking series where the guy is hiking around all the volcanoes in Chile, which turns out there's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's right on the edge of South America on the Pacific side. Yep. 
it makes up a non-insignificant part of the ring of fire. Yep. So um, that the hiking program I'm currently doing is four times a week. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that one. Like I said, uh, I did a hiking series up in Scotland and Wales because I had, you know, curious about that. Like I said, I'm working towards the Mount Everest hike up there, but then also, you know, this thing can do 12 miles an hour. So if I want to start running, this thing will, will be able to, uh, let me run. Okay. So you're, you are not running with it though. You are hiking. Yes. Interesting. Cause I'm, I want to use, you know, that whole it's got a 12 degree incline on it. It's like, okay, this thing will let me. Yeah. You don't want to run 12 miles an hour at the 12 degree incline. No, that would be. What is that? Hilarious to watch. That red. It would be hilarious to watch. Have I talked to you about that Red Bull race or no? No. Red Bull ski jump climb. Yes, that's what it is. It's called the Red Bull 400, okay? It is a 400-meter sprint, all right? Yeah. Except you 400 meters up a ski jump. What? Yep. Four... Ski jumps are notoriously steep, are they not? Yeah, about a max incline of 37 degrees. So yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah it's just a 400-meter sprint. That's no, no biggie, right? When it's 400 meters... Up a 30-degree incline. Yes. That is not a... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I first heard about it because there is um, Copper Peak up in Ironwood, Michigan... Um, it was built in 1969 and was uh, was one of the U.S. ski jumper training locations. And so, that, yeah, Red Bull came in and did a 400-meter sprint up <laughs> the, the Ironwood, Ooh, Michigan. That's, that is... Ski jump. Ouch. Yep. Ouch. Man, Red Bull is just fucking weird. Yep. Yeah, ski jump climbs. They did an escape room thing for a bit. They sponsored Neil Blomk or whatever his name is for doing the jump. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, they have all the the cardboard flying things too. Yep. It's Red Bull's <clears throat> strange. Yep. But yeah, no. Yes, they have a climb up a ski jump. So yeah, if you ever want to really feel it in your quads and your hamstrings. <laughs> just, just do and, that. And basically your arms too, because towards the end they are they they have a rope ladder climbing. set up. Yeah, they have yeah, a rope ladder just... set up on the ski jump in case you have to, you know, climb. Yeah. People don't think like thirty degrees is not you know, it's not that steep, right? Like it's but like no, it's actually that steep. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely, definitely that steep. Yep. But yeah, so no, the um the one thing that I really wish they would have had, granted for the price of, you know, $1,000 plus the year of iFit, um, there is one that's out that is actually a 22-inch touchscreen on the treadmill because that would have been, that little tiny 10-inch screen is like, God, I wish I could just get a slightly bigger screen or some, get something mounted a little bit higher, but it's it's all self-contained inside that box. So I, you know, there have been people who have tried to, they, they used to be able to hack the uh, units a lot more, which, you know, if I'm, if I'm done with the iFit subscription, I might as well see if I can't hack this tablet. Um, Only if you think you're never going to resubscribe. Yep. But there have been people who have been, you know, subscribing things on there and able to, you know, cast the screen to another bigger screen or, you know, swap out the 10 inch screen for the 22 inch screen. 22-inch screen looks way nicer than this little tiny 10-inch one. Yeah. But it's a it's a decent treadmill, and it works. I, I did do some running on it, you know, when I first got it. But, you know, after partially tearing my uh, PCL, you know, running has always been a little worrying to me. I know, you know, I know I can do it, but it's like part of me just like, do I really want to deal with that? So... Probably not. But yeah, no, it's... Right now, yeah, twelve hundred with a thirty day subscription. It's like if you got a Costco membership <laughs> or probably Sam's Club might have something, check around in January because that's when big sales go on for exercise equipment because everybody has that you know, New Year's itch. resolution of getting in shape. Everyone's got that itch. Yep. 
or, you know, wait a couple of months and then see if you can't pick it up cheap on Craigslist. <laughs> Without the subscription, sadly. Hey, if you can save more than $300, $400... Yep, but then you have to take a fully assembled treadmill... Out of somebody's house. Oh. I'll sell it to you for 500 bucks, but you have to remove it. And you have one hour to do it. Get out of my house. Yep. yep. All right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. <laughs> Thoughts on your in-laws moving into the house next to yours? Uh, my sisters-in-law are awesome. That cool. That'd be great. I'd I'd love to have them. Uh, my I'm assuming my in-laws doesn't count the people who married my siblings. Probably not. Because those are my in-laws. Yeah. Not not the way that people intend. I believe. Uh, so yeah, either my my sisters-in-law and their families. That'd be really cool. Well, um, there seems to be a, uh, a lack of in-laws on our family here, so um, it would Kate's be... Kate's got a sister, right? Yeah, Kate's, uh, Kate's sister is it. Yeah. Kate's sister and her family is, is it. Yeah, so, so what, what is your take on them moving in? That'd be fine. Okay. Love hanging out with them. Yeah. She works in Chelsea, though, so that would be a bit of a drive. Well, I mean, I'm presuming they have a reason to move in next door. Yes, that's true. Um, so, yes, no, that it would be Kate's sister and her family. That would be it, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah, so. I'd be okay with either of my sisters-in-law moving in next door, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yep. Yep, I see that. Yep. So that's that. That was yep, fast. That's, that, was, that's, that was an easy one. Yeah, All right. That's, well, that's a wrap. Good night, everybody. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.